0: Hey everybody, Adam Ray for the About Last Night Podcast. Bonus episode, time, Thursday, baby. August 10th. No, August 9th. My sister's birthday. Happy birthday to my sister. Uh, And happy birthday to you guys. Because you got a bonus episode of the About Last Night Podcast with the very funny Dan Levy. Comedian, actor, host, writer of the Goldbergs, creator of TV shows, and owner of maybe the greatest podcast story... That's ever been on this podcast I'm not even fucking joking He hit me up and goes I haven't been on in a minute I'd love to see you Hang And also tell a story That I haven't told on a podcast That's gonna blow your mind And It lived up to every ounce of hype Uh, So I don't wanna waste any more time Uh, Dan Levy's our guest Follow Dan on Twitter and Instagram at Dan Levy. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam Ray Comedy. Brad at Funny Brad and Brad Williams Comic on Instagram. At Aylan Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. About Last night, for all your past and present episodes as well as Aylan merch. Uh, beanies, shirts, sweats. Buy them. Bring them to the shelves. We'll sign them, take pics with you and get them for your loved ones. They make great gifts. Those sweats are still the comfiest sweats I think you're ever going to wear, as well as that beanie. So uh, go to aboutlastnightpodcast.com and get all your ALN merch. And email us at aboutlastnightpod at gmail.com with a chance to have your fan-read email read on the podcast. And then we'll send you some merch after you shoot us your address for where that merch should go. You you get it. Uh, Today's fan email comes from Cam Hanson. Says, hey, Brad and Adam, I've been an avid listener for years and always enjoy laughing my ass off listening to About Last Night. I work as a chemical lawn applicator and have my ALN fix while running through people's backyards. Me laughing to ALN makes me look like a crazy person, so thank you. Cam Hansen, you're the best. Thanks for listening. Shoot us your uh, address, and we'll send you some Alan merch, all right? Um, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Comment and rate it on the iTunes page. Helps us climb the charts. Appreciate that. Uh, Adam Ray merch is coming at you in a few weeks, uh, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, tour dates I this weekend uh, am in Tampa Florida at the Tampa Improv tomorrow through Sunday August 10th through the 12th Tampa Improv in Tampa, Florida tickets at adamraycomedy.com Brad Williams is in uh, Salt Lake City, Utah uh, tomorrow and Saturday at Wise Guys Comedy Club go see Brad tickets at bradwilliamscomedy.com alright now that we've got the tour dates Twitter handles and merch info out of the way sit back relax and enjoy a bonus episode of the About Last Night podcast with one of the greatest stories ever told by the very funny Dan Levy well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a Jew, so why don't you sit down and listen to our dope podcast during lunch, dinner, or breakfast? Brad Williams and Adam Ray are here for you any time of the day. So come on and treat yourself right. It's about last night. Hug that mic a little bit Some right. people have been Nice and off the mic Okay great. Can you hear yourself Yeah 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 And you can Yeah however, however you want Great 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 <laughs> perfect, perfect Do you like the sound Of your own voice Me yeah Yeah Yeah
1: Yeah my voice is great It is great Yeah Is this, the, glad- is this the mic That Sandra Bullock used
0: Hilarious <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, not. She used, she was a handheld because I had okay. to go remotely to her. You know.
1: Oh, so yeah. you get to go to her? Yeah. Oh, she 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 didn't come she, to Laurel. She, she didn't, Yeah, we'll bleep that
0: out. She didn't. Uh,
1: <laughs> she doesn't like sitting in a
0: podcast studio. Come to a two bedroom apartment. Yeah. That
1: has seven elliptical jeans on the couch. <laughs> she, too, does. Everyone know she would have.
0: She's just like just too busy. And also, like I don't like uh, you know discredit. Like I would if I was at that level. I, yeah. She's not. By the way, above. Uh, coming here but in the day that we did it um she think, was <laughs> yeah yeah now, think, does everyone
1: yeah. who listens know about what's going on in, in your apartment with these this gym equipment I mean? not completely you can fill them in if you want there's like uh i don't know I'm they not know about the stair stepper machine yeah there's like eight to twelve uh, elliptical machines in uh, <laughs> in his living room it's basically two-hour fitness that's, yeah. <laughs> that's what's going on that's
0: here. so funny has anybody that's almost like i remember in a uh, uh, something about Mary when Harlan was pitching seven-minute abs. Yeah. Has somebody come up with, like, an alternative, like, 24-hour, like, two-hour fitness? So, like, dude, we're open for two hours. But, like, you know, come and get the best workout. Like, we have better machines. You just have to only come.
1: Isn't that what CrossFit is? I guess. <laughs> yeah. you, you just invented CrossFit. <laughs> Fuck, 20 years too late. CrossFit is the best, the best gym to go to if you want to tear your ro- rotator cuff. I mean, that That's gym... Okay. Everyone I know... Does has, CrossFit? No, has hurt themselves doing CrossFit. Like oh, yeah.
0: Everyone, like, in their 30s... Or, or is, playing uh, Nintendo Wii Tennis.
1: <laughs> yeah. Everyone who I know is, like, in their, you know, 30-ish will be like, Oh, man, I just... Uh, I think I need surgery. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you do? Too I'm
0: many fucking, burpees. <laughs> too many burpees. <laughs> so many burpees. Fucking
1: cancer from burpees.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that guy must be so rich.
1: Oh, God. Right? Man.
0: Oh, yeah, Dave Mid- CrossFit? Dave CrossFit? Yeah.
1: That, oh, man. That... <laughs> he's so fucking rich
0: like wh- how do you that is just such that guy and the guy who invented curves or gal
1: everyone I mean think about think about there's everything there's so much
0: money in the there's, gym world there's so
1: much money outside planet
0: fitness oh, what's that God. guy have to what boat is he on and what crunch, island how
1: about the crunch people
0: oh wow yeah are, are they affiliated with the captain crunch
1: people absolutely
0: alright you don't have to be a dick about <laughs> it that's a real question <laughs> <laughs> yeah the cereal uh, yeah, gym they, world have they crossed over yeah
1: what happens they're like this is the, the most sugary carb filled cereal that's the worst for you ever <laughs> we, we we should open a gym yeah. <laughs> since we're giving people diabetes we yeah. should give them something to run it's it it's time
0: to give back I met there was a girl I went to um, college with and her, uh, her last name is Amos nice Th- what is she attached to, to Amos her. Tori Amos No famous Amos Cookies
1: Oh you know what The other
0: Amos You know what I I, I go to Tori
1: Amos That's who I am
0: (laughs) Well that's That's why you're a dad All dads love Tori Amos When I
1: was in When I lived in Boston I was taking the train To Connecticut Sat next to a girl Started like flirting with her You know How you do when you're 22 Yeah hell yeah And I was like What's going on And she's like I'm going back home To Connecticut And I was like Oh I'm going to Connecticut too She's like I'm like where you live She's like Greenwich and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm living in, uh, I live in Stanford. She's like, cool. I'm like, what's your name? She's like, Heather Fields. And I was like, oh, cool, cool. And then I was like, wait, like, because Miss Fields is yeah. from Greenwich. And I was like, like Miss Fields? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, I got to fuck this girl. <laughs> I got to get her uh, pregnant. I got to get her the cookie. Yeah, cookie dude. money. Could you imagine? I am imagining. I tried so What hard. happened? I called her until she probably considered me a stalker. <laughs> she never responded.
0: Oh my God! Did she have some weird? She was just like, "I'm sorry, but I'm like a closeted anti-Semite."
1: <laughs> no, well, she was, but yeah. she didn't even respond. <laughs> I, I honestly, what a Called her like every day for hell uh, yeah, not not kidding for like, cause I, and I was telling everyone, I was like, "I'm in love with the Cookie Girl." <laughs>
0: <laughs> when you are a uh, an heir to the cookie fortune mm-hmm. of any, whether it's Miss Fields, Amos oreo those oreo kids must or, just or, be. or
1: no fortune like myself
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> north no fortune cookies uh what uh yeah so so she the uh amos gal and i met her parents came one time and they from hawaii smoked weed and we're all sitting there and we're getting high and and he brings in a a box of the amos cookies and i was like and i hadn't put it together yet so i'm smoking weed just being like fuck yeah famous amos cookies i love this shit and he's like yeah it took me uh these were these were one these were the originals that we made i'm like we made what (laughs) And then uh his daughter my my buddy was like uh, yeah and then I put it together and like that was a, a did stony you date, revelation did like you my date head exploded her? No no is She it, had a boyfriend at the time or I know or, your girlfriend's
1: in the other room but is yeah. it too late
0: no, <laughs> Yeah yeah uh but that's uh I always it's so funny when my dad remarried and divorced my mom I was like and once I found out, met my stepmom I was always like you couldn't have cheated up you know <laughs> I know like Martha Stewart wasn't in your uh I'm so Rolodex, mad
1: that my parents like live free Popeyes for live in the '80s, and they were like from Brooklyn and from <laughs> Queens. And I'm like, how do you not like buy real estate? <laughs> yeah. like, what were you thinking? Yeah, like n- they did nothing.
0: How much of your uh, your parents look like they're super involved with your uh, being grandparents? Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, my parents. They love it. They're hovering. Yeah, yeah. My my, my hovering, parents. Yeah.
0: <laughs> my parents. By the way, my mom just that's so funny. You said that my mom. She goes, "We should pitch a show called Helicopter." <laughs> She goes because I'm always hovering my mom and I I mean literally the banter we have in the car finally in the last year have I been like there might actually be a show here every time I go home (laughs) she pitches it because I'm we've she's you know I am her she is like we're just like telling each other what to do all that the typical it's like the guilt trip with Rogan and um uh harvest rising yes but um, my mom goes, we should call it helicopter. I go and I go, why? She goes, because I'm always hovering. I go, called hovering. That's a better title. It is the title. Nah, helicopter.
1: <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> well, script- this is where the show starts and ends. Yeah, because it's it's confusing yeah, already. Yeah, and no one helicopter does not have a good. It sounds like a twenty four type MASH remake? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, I'm gonna watch helicopter, and then it's like, hey, I'm mad, it's mom. You're like, fuck <laughs> this show. I don't want to watch yeah, this. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> no, my parents, are great. They're here all the time. My- yeah my uh my in-laws are here too so it's like a rotating group of just dude built-in jews, in babysitters jews coming in yeah, yeah. but that's but, great but babysitters but also my mom like she like live it up you know so it'll be like she'll be here and i'll be like all right we're gonna go out and she's like i want to go too let's go to the improv oh jesus so she wants to yeah. hang out you know? well, that's cool yeah it's fine but
0: she seems hip oh she's cool yeah yeah um how is uh how's dad life going
1: your dad life is crushing your
0: kids are so dope dude thank you abe and, and what's your daughter's name romey yeah yeah
1: they're very i mean they're very cute it's i good. mean again we
0: were talking about pre pod about like you know the uh the life that people portray on instagram but i feel like with what you show it's very it's like uh it's like what when I, when I feel like i watch regis filming on tv i'm like <laughs> what you see is what you get and, when, and, and, and the, what you show is always very like funny and then real like you're not just <laughs> It's not just the, you know what I'm saying like the stuff with your kids it's like jokey and then uh,
1: Well I'm am an influencer.
0: Yeah. So like I have <laughs> yeah, I have a ma- responsibility. <laughs> I
1: have a responsibility. Yeah. People for don't my realize fans. there's
0: a big YouTube community following parents. <laughs> Huge. Yeah.
1: Uh no it's 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 fine. I mean the only thing that I've told you the only thing that is hard is waking up at 5:30 in the morning every day no matter what. No
0: matter what? No
1: matter what. Has your life. clock
0: just shifted? Uh
1: no cuz I still I'm still up doing stupid shit watching a documentary and yeah. and then then like you know, at five thirty, it's like I'm up, and I'm like, "All right, let's put on this, um, Muppet Babies." And he's like, "No, I want to play." I'm like, "What do you want to play?" He's like, "Let's go in the garage." I'm like, "The garage." <laughs> I've been, I've, it's I've like been wolves outside. Earlier still.
0: than one p.m. ever. <laughs>
1: yeah. So that that part is not <laughs> easy, but you know, but it's 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 great. I mean, yesterday, I was like leaving the house, and I started I started telling them like the story every night about like a zombie ninja
0: which is a great story. You make up a lot of stories for him? Yeah,
1: every night. And that's then awesome. um, well, I'm leaving and- They don't
0: realize having a comedian dad is, by the way, the best version of a dad.
1: Yeah, well, I said I, I said the other night to my wife, I was like, what's, what's great uh, and probably terrible is that I feel like I'm gonna be a strict dad <laughs> yeah. as they get older, who's also incredibly embarrassing. Like, that's gonna be- Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm gonna be like, hey, bring your friends to the <laughs> Laugh Factory. I'm performing at 11.30. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: With people who died seven years ago. <laughs>
0: You know those mannequins they had in the hallway? (laughs) They're on, too.
1: It's going to be a great show. Yeah, but
0: there also will be that balance of, like, you've developed such a rapport with them and put in so much time now that I think, like, they'll be less embarrassed and more, like, almost like, Dad, come on. Like, not like in your face like you're fucking ruining this dance for me but like oh, I can't believe he's doing that but also secretly finding it hilarious oh yeah I think anyway I think so too I mean I pray that my nieces at some point like if I show up in like an all denim suit to like chaperone a <laughs> that homecoming, <laughs> yeah.
1: that's my outfit.
0: well you're a big Jay Leno fan <laughs> uh, by the way that's gonna come back at some point just straight all denim
1: oh yeah I mean it's slowly coming it's slowly coming back yeah yeah you, you're just not aware <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but I
1: was leaving the other day and yeah. uh he I, the story zombie ninja and I do a song when I tell them the story. It's like zombie ninja, zombie ninja, zombie ninja. He's on his way. That's what oh I say. Oh my god! And we're, I'm leaving and he comes. He comes out of the the house. He pulls down his pants, starts grabbing his dick, starts going <laughs> zombie ninja, zombie ninja, zombie ninja is on his way, <laughs> pulling his penis so hard. And I'm like ah in the house, <laughs> in the fucking house. The neighbors are like what is going on?
0: Oh my god! And I'm
1: like I tell them a story, but I, it, it doesn't involve the penis. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was an improv yeah
1: he's improvising he's adding to the story
0: dude that's so yeah daunting dick out for a kid but like i think people you know assume at this point like all right like that's him discovering and exploring but I mean, like when there's a song five. attached to like what did you do
1: yeah i mean he's five it's discovered at this point now he's just into it Fuck. he called me today he's like daddy it feels real good to to squeeze your penis and lay down. I was like, uh, okay.
0: <laughs> you're like, I'm not going to dispute that. Yeah, no. I was that's like, you're, very, not, you're not wrong. Yeah, it's so, an uh, accurate sentence. So muzzle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> to
0: squeeze it and lay down. Yeah,
1: but he gets and but he doesn't. You know, he he doesn't do that all the time. But he always is sort of grabbing, pulling, and we'll be like in public in CVS. And one time he looked at me and he goes, "My penis is a fun game. Touch it and you will giggle." And I was like, uh, "Oh God. no!" Oh, my God. And I had to yell at him, but he's like. You know he. He didn't do that
0: into the right-aid loudspeaker.
1: (laughs) No, no. But it's hard because he doesn't even understand. You know, he's five. So like, I'm telling him to stop, and he's like, "If you don't touch my penis, you're going to jail." And I'm like, "What? You don't understand the system?" Mister T. (laughs) It's insane.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's yeah. Kids are full of catchphrases that are also like get you in trouble public quotes. You know. Oh yeah, like my where you're like that's so like kids say the darndest things. They also say the craziest, like most uh you know incriminating things in public. That you have to defend.
1: Oh yeah, I always have to be like, We don't do this at home you know, everywhere I go, you know, it's insane. And my, my daughter my daughter calls me Tony. So that's like, you know, a different it's not really that's like kind of her catchphrase. She thinks it's funny that uh, that I'm Tony even though my name is Dan, and I tell her my name is Dan, and then she just looks at me and goes, Not Tony, and walks away from me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Brad and I were just at uh, in Vegas at NBA Summer League, right? Yeah, I saw those pictures. And, yeah, it was cool. And we I mean, uh, talk
1: about an Instagram that is on fire. I mean Is it I, I, yeah,
0: I guess I you uh, posted seem, a Wanda Sykes, Jaleel White picture the other day, and then yeah, Adam Jaleel Silver White
1: is like all over your all over your gram. It's
0: become a great pal. I it's know a, it's the best.
1: Um, but yeah, it seems like you're having a good time.
0: Having a good time. But the uh, Adam Silver, I you said that
1: did. like you're so sad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I am. I mean, look, man. There's, uh, you know what? It, no, I that stuff. I, the when I'm having fun and doing shit that I like, I still want to be. Um, I mean, I think that's part of this business and just being out here, see, and i'm sure you share this where it's like you're always you always want more you always but i think I, we've probably both gotten better at like being uh like finding the happy i mean obviously like you have a great family like there's and, and having that balance of like i don't need to just be like Working hundred percent of the time.
1: Yeah, you'll go insane.
0: You will, and yeah. I. And it took me a while to like pump the brakes on that. But um, and
1: also, like, just for just straight comedy purposes, I feel like, and people said this to me because I was like so young. You know, when I started doing comedy, I was eighteen.
0: Yeah, you still work so hard. But man, when I when before your family too, like, I mean, I don't. If had that not happened for you, like, you might have burned out. Like, you were one of the hardest working dudes. When <laughs> yeah, I, met, and it, I think it, that's why we hit it off. You know. Yeah,
1: and it was it was intense. But I feel like people used to always say to me like, oh yeah, no, that was funny, that was funny, but like what's the point of view? What's the point of view? That's always like the key to like a great comedian, you know? And then it was like as I did less things and like slowed down and and just experienced a life and like got married and had a family and wasn't just like only performing like 14 nights a week and only on the road all the time. I mean, I was like from like 2003 until 2010, I was just like fucking on the road like... Colleges and comedy clubs and you know all that shit. Yeah, like, comedy like, juice
0: tours and oh yeah, I remember MTV there was, shit, right? You were doing yeah, it all.
1: I remember there was one day I came home like I was like on some sort of terrible NACA run of just like horror. And <laughs> were then, they
0: basically NACA is basically what they, the uh, the the organization that books all the colleges, right? And yeah. you, you showcase in front of all the schools, and then it's like a bidding war, and, and you you're at a booth, and they come up to you and try to and then book you, and but you'll do like what a block of like fifteen on the East Coast where you're literally. Renting a car and driving from like small town Pennsylvania to small town Maine, oh yeah, to then Philly to DC, and then maybe like fly to uh, Des Moines and then go back to the East Coast, right?
1: Yeah, you'd like go on stage in these like weird conference centers. It was all college kids there, and you do jokes about like I did jokes about condoms and tequila and smoking weed, crushing probably, crushing, and making good money, right? Oh yeah, crushing, yeah. and then you go into a weird booth and just hug a bunch of people, and then you make like fifty grand. <laughs> Oh
0: my God. <laughs> and
1: you're like, okay. And then it just, and then you get booked for like 100 schools. And you have to go run around. Wow. And there was like one time I was doing so many of those shows, I was losing my mind. Yep. But like, I like was, I did like five shows in a row. Then I flew, and I was so bad at like booking and traveling. You know, it was like definitely a, and also then you'd fl- fly there and get MapQuest. It was like pre ways and pre alt oh, pre all that shit. So you'd like, I remember I did like three shows and that like, Deep Pennsylvania area, like upstate New York and deep Pennsylvania was like pretty much my yeah. jam. Yeah, yeah. The worst place. So you could I, go into
0: any IHOP, I'm get, sorry, yeah. IHOB, and get whatever sort of burger pancake Exactly. Combo. Like, oh,
1: you're back. I'm sorry. Here's your burger. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember I did like all these terrible shows daytime shows, all that shit. Yeah. And then I, f- I was like in Susquehanna County or whatever that shit Not is. Not a real place, Not but yeah. Not a real yeah. place, yeah. yeah. And then I flew were back there. to LA, and then I was home for four hours, and I flew back to Susquehanna County. I was like, what am I doing? Jesus. So it was crazy. But, but you just get locked into it. You get locked in, and it is fun. Yeah, And and you know, it's also a great way when you're starting out as a comedian, like that NACA yes. circuit is like really good money, especially in the beginning.
0: And so then you, what did, was there just kind of like a shift professionally, or when you met your wife, was that kind of when?
1: That's no, when, really, what happened was I was doing all of that. I was doing so much. Uh, I was doing pretty much stand up and his hosting, and you know, the
0: hosting shit is what. And you're still, and we're again talking about this pre pod, but like, I still feel like you could host any show on TV.
1: No, oh, I, I, I still want to. Yeah, you know, um, I like, I love, I love, I actually really like that. Tell that
0: was, people some of the shit that you like. I don't want to say you are like the Polly Shore. <laughs> Of uh, don't say the late, that. <laughs> yeah, the late '90s. But you, I mean, not only on actual yeah. shows, but but on, in TV shows and movies, you were like playing right,
1: yeah, yeah, like from like it was like uh, yeah, I did. I hosted the show called Your Face or Mine. Yeah. Um, on MTV. Yeah. And it was a, a format originally hosted by Jimmy Carr, where you would basically show uh, you'd have a couple, and I'd go, Hey, couple, do you think um that I go, hey guy, is this picture of this girl right here on the screen prettier than your girlfriend? And he'd go, yeah. And i go, audience vote. And i go, no, the audience doesn't think so. You're a fucking asshole. <laughs> and that was the show. Oh, and it was on after like TRL and it was so mean and it was like people were like losing it was like the beginning of it was like MySpace, Facebook Yeah. and I'd get these crazy emails of like this is the meanest show but it was it, it was MTV so we did like 25 episodes it just didn't stop and then yeah uh, that was MTV
0: trying to find their groove like yeah. being like alright we transitioned out of music videos how much can we push the line of just straight up being like hey you, are you ugly as fuck come on our network yeah. and we'll confirm it
1: and I'd be like when we come back these ugly people are winning an iPod <laughs> <laughs> and then I was yeah, good.
0: You were ma- you made it likable. Yeah.
1: Then I did this show called the reality show, which was actually a really good idea for a TV show, which was American Idol for reality shows. So people would compete to get their own reality show. Oh, dope! And it was actually a really good idea, but it was it was not well done, and it was hosted by me and then Andy. Dick was like the Simon Cow. Yes. And um, during a commercial break, he said we should go in the bathrooms and suck each other's cocks. And I was like, you know what? This is not going to last. And it was canceled like mid-episode five. Like it was one of those shows that was like, while I was like, welcome back to the reality cut, we're canceled. Okay. Wow, that was quick. And then I hosted MTV Spring Break and then I hosted some That's other- That's right. And Wait, t-
0: talk about that for a second.
1: MTV Spring Break was, it was honestly- a disappointment because one of the first gigs I ever had doing stand up was I did warm up for the MTV Beach House yeah when Carson Daly was hosting it and Holy and shit. I came out and did warm up and I was like do, you know, do and I was like I'm going to go out there and do stand up they're like you might not really want to do stand up for this crowd I was like trust me I'm going to kill
0: hey man I was just on your face or not your face or <laughs> yeah. what the, No what I, is well, this is before yeah. that Oh, this, is shit. Like,
1: this was like way before like in Boston I got a call to to do warm up for the MTV Beach House cause you started
0: like, stand up in college in college so you yeah. had that performing uh, like and it was always I'm sure even as a kid right it was just yeah. like You were destined to be in spring break.
1: Yeah, I was destined for that (laughs) shit. And I was like, got there and the beach house was intense. And it felt like all that stuff you always see on TV. It was like people partying, bikinis. I was like, this is great. And it was like, P. Diddy was coming out and Carson Daly was with him. And they're like, okay, you're going to go out. Just warm them up like 10 minutes. And I was like, all right. They're like, do you want any candy to give out or t-shirts? And I was like, no, no, no. I'm going to do some fucking jokes about America Online.
0: (laughs) So Like, you sure? Because the candy and t-shirt backup is. (laughs) Yeah. So even <laughs> even Diddy's bringing out Jolly Ranchers. I
1: was like, I got this. I'm killing. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I I go on stage and I'm like, what's going on in a Beach House? And people are like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, who wants to hear an impression of signing on to America Online? Because that was like one of my big bits I used to do. Yeah. And uh, and no one wanted to hear it. And then I'm bombing, and they're like, where's. B. Diddy and i was like uh, uh you you guys buy condoms right and they're like where's what's happening oh, and then no. as i'm losing them and it's like going really bad and then i just look back at like the, <laughs> the director i'm like give me the candy <laughs> and then i start throwing candy at everyone it was like jumping for the candy they, they went, going, nuts, they right? went fucking nuts and i was like yay so then when i went to mtv spring break to host it years later it was like in Miami and it was like not a lot of people and it was so fucking hot yeah. and it was raining and there was like one girl who kept on flashing you know the the all of us on stage yeah. which felt like spring break but yeah, she yeah. was such an idiot that she kept doing it like in front of the cameras she kept being like cut and then stop and like reshoot oh it my God. so it, it ended up being not as uh, great as I always hoped it would be to be honest it was fun to be in Miami and do it but it felt so much smaller right. when I actually did it fuck yeah carson
0: and, Daly, give you any tips
1: uh no he didn't make eye contact with me then <laughs> <laughs> it was he was not really a a fan
0: um so but you you definitely like learn from those things yeah, and you go sure. all right so next thing i host reading the room for those like not uh like coming in with a plan but then being like all right i'm gonna need to adjust on the fly here
1: yeah exactly and you get the earwig and then you kind of start figuring it out and it's, it's
0: did um really and so, okay, so then when uh, when you meet your wife?
1: I met my wife, we were both walking, she was walking out of a CSI audition, I was walking out of a um, uh, uh, Beauty and the Geek audition. <laughs> and she, we, oh we were God. in Manhattan Beach Studios where they shot the OC and she was walking towards me, Yeah, and I thought she was Rachel Bilson. Whoa. And her, her writing partner and her best friend is this girl Audrey and we went to college together and Audrey showed her a picture of me and was like hey you know whenever you break up your boyfriend you should date this 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 Jewish comedian. Wow. So she saw a picture of me but I never met her. Wow. So she starts walking towards me and she's like, Oh hey and I was like who's this Rachel Bilson's talking to me. I was like What's up? (laughs) And then I realized it wasn't Rachel Bilson, but she was like, Oh sorry, I actually don't know you. Like I saw a picture of you from Audrey Lyle, oh, this is like so weird. I yeah. was like, it's not weird. Let's hang out. And she was like, I have a boyfriend. I was like, cool, cool, all cool. right. Cool, Do you well. know Adam
0: Brody? Yeah,
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you hooked know, me with him. Yeah, I, I love him. He's so hot. <laughs> and then she, and then it was, she basically messaged me on Friendster. And then uh, from that point on, I just stalked her until she broke up with her boyfriend. And now we have two kids. <laughs> That's, That's story.
0: amazing. Yeah. Or, an organic uh, uh, meetup
1: yeah exactly and then, and then I wrote the show Long Distance Relationship which is based on this joke that I used to do yeah. about being in a long distance relationship in college and we did that as like a, another MTV show that she was in and then uh, and now we both don't really act <laughs> she doesn't act at all
0: uh, but you guys are both killing the writing game yes um, you've been writing on Goldberg's for how long
1: since season three so this is season six now fuck yeah it's been crazy
0: is uh, what's the, the difference between, like you wrote on a Whitney, right?
1: You wrote on a Whitney show. Yeah, that was like my first job because in, in writing, because basically right. that's sort of what ended up happening is I was, you know, I'm such good friends with Whitney and we'd always were like punching up each other's scripts and stuff like that. And then yeah. she was like, if my show gets picked up, work on my show. And I was like, if my show gets picked up, work on my show. And then she had like two of my shows got picked up. And then um, I worked on Whitney. That's awesome. For the it was, run. It was, it
0: was How <laughs> is that dealing with like a big network like that with notes and stuff? And then also trying to, also, primetime like you can be edgy to a point, right? Yeah,
1: I mean that was like a crazy, insane experience. I'm sure you know it was for her. It was like she got the sitcom. She pitched it, not even as for her to be in it. Then she did the roast, and, and her was, and
0: Chris weren't even like who they are now, right? I mean, no, they were yeah, it
1: was years ago. It was like 2012, somewhat unknown, right? It. Yeah, yeah, and she basically pitched it because she was someone who was always selling shows, and she pitched it, and then um, she, I, I might be telling the story a little bit wrong, but she pitched it, and then that same year the roast came out and then they were like, you should be on it. And then she, then it, it went from being a show, the main character's name was Dot and then it became just Whitney and then it became like the billboards of Whitney and all that shit. And then that it was shit like was nuts. that crazy backlash. It was it was a really intense time. Crazy and,
0: backlash. Yeah, I've heard her talk about that, like being at a party and, and somebody saying like, people just kept coming up to her being like, it's okay. Everyone hated Seinfeld the first year too. Like, it's fine. And like when the show just come out and she was all like pumped, like I got my own show, it's crazy, it happened kinda like, You know, very quickly, and the and just so excited for it, and then like all of a sudden, like that type of response, like
1: and it's just so much pressure, and like you know that 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 sort of like you know that that was a really crazy learning experience for me, just being like you know her really close friend you know on this writing staff I was never on a writing staff like that like it's like a Is machine, it oh, and really? it's like a money-making machine so there's like people just need to like get it's like she used to call it pencils down to comedy you know because like at, at a certain time you just need to finish the script and you can't wow. really, it was just it was so intense but and, the
0: sitcom but your live tape day so I mean you're you're uh, I went to a handful of tapings you guys are like changing jokes on the fly change
1: jokes on the fly but you know just being the star of the show and and then you know r- you know having a hand the show in everything and yeah it's it's too much you know that's why I really think like when you look at the most successful comedians who have TV shows network TV shows they always had like the second person whether it was like Phil Rosenthal or Larry David yes. like you need someone to lean on and you need to lean on them from the beginning what a lot what a lot of times happens on these sitcoms is you sell a show. And then you're a great comedian and you get this opportunity and then they pair you with a showrunner who you might not really know but has done like some amazing other shows. And then you work together and you can get along but you're still not in sync like you would be if you sat down and wrote the first episode together in like your house. right? And that was always sort of like the problem that she was never fully – you know, align with like the show, and there's two of them, you know, because yeah. after the new one came in the second season, it never like worked out. And it was just the amount of pressure and the time. You just don't have enough time. Yeah. Like people just don't realize like the amount of time like, that you're trying to write a script, you also are having to like approve clothing, you know, and you have to like go down to a rehearsal, and then you got to be in like a press meeting, and then you have to go and do press, Fuck. and then you have to approve stories, and then you have to rewrite stories, and you want to like. So a lot of times we were like at our house on Sunday nights, like rewriting scripts and stuff, but it was, it's a lot. Fuck. You know, so it was. It was a crazy, a crazy experience. Did
0: um uh and then the Goldberg's not be, being a single camera is at what I mean it's different w- hours. It's all
1: way di- it's way different hours. It's also way different because I came into that show like I worked on Whitney, right? Knew her so well, so I was like so close. You know, like best friends were right, yeah. right there. Yeah. Then same with John Mulaney. He had his show. Oh, I was yeah. Right there with him on that show, and it was like we were from the beginning of that we were working together on that show, and it was like, it was just but it was a very similar situation in terms of like. You know, having to be pulled in a million different directions, and you know, it, it was just, it was just hard.
0: Were both John and Whitney involved in like all the like writing though, like in every session, as much uh, as they could yeah, be? Yeah, right?
1: it was, yeah, for sure. I mean, because it's
0: their voice and they want to.
1: Yeah, they want to do it, but and hopefully,
0: you—they've picked people like yourself that are like know their voice, so you can.
1: Of course, and like you know, John came from like run, you know being at SNL for yeah. so long, so he had this this idea of how it was going to work, and the sitcoms have this whole different schedule that's just impossible. You know, so it was a lot of like... And then you get
0: network people that probably don't like, that just want to chime in. Oh, yeah. That don't uh, have
1: any fucking clue. It's crazy because also the first season of any show is always the hardest because they're trying to change. Like on Whitney, I remember like the episode I wrote for Whitney season one, which was (laughs) a ridiculous episode, was like a workplace episode with Kathy Griffin because all of a sudden they wanted Whitney to have a job. And then there was an episode where like Whitney was hanging out at like a coffee shop because they wanted to be like friends. And then they're like, we should get back to Mad About You. And then it was like Whitney and Chris. It was like... It was insane. And then Dang. the second season, they opened a bar, and then yeah. Tone Bell's there. Yeah, you know, so it's <laughs> yeah. Because like, they don't know what.
0: <laughs> well, that was them just trying to find something for Tone Bell. Yeah, everyone. TV TV needs Tone Bell.
1: You can TV can't be on without Tone Bell. Tone Bell, being
0: Bell will not not be on TV. <laughs> he's always on TV for the rest of time, and yeah. I love that. He's he's, he's a great he's, dude. He's incredible. Yeah.
1: Um. Although I did see him one time at flowers with his shirt off, screaming. And I said, Tone, you should probably calm down. You're on every <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he's like this. What this is why I won't calm down. <laughs> <laughs> if I get can- no, I can't get canceled from all of them.
1: <laughs> but going to the Goldbergs was yeah. different because the show was a hit show. Yeah, and I only was working on like new shows, you know. So this was a show that was like established and running, and I didn't have that close relationship with the creator, you know. So I was oh, really shit. more of just kind of like hired on. And just there as like a comedy writer guy. Is that difficult? You
0: know? it's almost like moving to a new school where you're like, I got to find a get yeah. my feet wet and and make new friendships. And, exactly. But you're going in with more confidence and experience, so that's
1: great. Totally more more confidence and experience. But it was just so different because, of course, like you know, Steve Basilone and uh, and Annie Mabane and these, you know, and Andy Secundi I kind of knew who were there from the beginning. But really, it was the first. Writer's room that I've been in that wasn't like because of the shows I've worked on, yeah. like there was it wasn't all comedians, <laughs> you know it was people who were like established writers yeah. who like cre- you know created shows and, yeah. and overall deals and they've been like they know how to make a TV show work so it was just a different experience because I was like kind of used to like all right let's, let's uh let's let's talk shit about comedians it's like oh these people don't even know these yeah. comedians <laughs> oh my god so but but now you know after you know then you meet it's it's full of great people so was it's awesome.
0: um. Was writing for um, uh, Martin Short on Milani's show was that like that was incredible? Yeah, I mean,
1: you know, he was he was so great. Yeah, he was so funny and like those. I it's funny that show, <clears throat> like it, it's hard to understand, but like those table reads of that sitcom because of John and Martin Short, like. And the scene. I mean, honestly, the, ca- all, the whole cast was incredible, but like Martin Short would do like, he would do bits before table reads. So before you're reading the script, like, you're dying laughing because he's just like doing bits about driving over from the Palisades and you can't, you know, Martin Short. <laughs> so yeah, he was great. Um,
0: and people forget too that amongst uh, all of these jobs that you created a show for E, yes, The Three Sisters, called Pretty Wild. Are they, do you track them after that? Like after you bring them to I know where TV. they all are.
1: I know where they all are. So Pretty Wild was a show that came out in like 2009. I met these girls. Yeah. It all comes full circle. The, um, I met these girls on the set of the long distance relationship show. And oh, they shit. were they were extras. And um they were they weren't really extras. They were like they 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 even though they said they were sisters, they also made out, so it was kind of weird, but they weren't really sisters we found Fuck. out. Fuck. So they were like the make out girls in the in the uh in the foam party scene. Yeah. And then in between takes they're like, We wanna be on the girls next door. And I was like, Oh, that's a good goal.
0: Oh, that's the um the, <laughs> playmate, the play, show. playmate show. Yeah.
1: And she was like, yeah, my mom was a playmate, and like she homeschools schools us, so we think it'll be a good idea. And I was like, wait, your mom homeschools you and she was a playmate? I'm like, yeah, and I was like, I feel like that's a reality show. And then we pitched it, and then it became a, it came, became pretty wild, and it became sort of infamous, because while we were filming the show, we didn't realize that these girls were on heroin, no. and burglarizing um, celebrities all around the Hollywood Hills. So they were the burglar bunch. So during the filming of the pilot of that show, um, they get arrested on camera. And like the show was just so, like, everyone really understands. Like, I developed the show with these girls because they were funny and dumb, but yeah. self aware. They weren't yeah. like dumb, but they were like, they were very aware that they were like hot and like didn't care. And they were like <clears throat> LA people and they were just like homeschooled and they were stupid. Like, they Jesus. embraced it but because it was funny and then all of a sudden we had this like crime drama on E and I was like I'm fucking out
0: <laughs> they had an e true Hollywood story during the making of the first season and
1: they didn't even realize they were so young uh, and there's a good story now it's all good but like they were so young and like on drugs so on reality shows you know all this shit's produced so it's like yeah. hey girls you're gonna go into a T-Mobile store and buy a phone and they'd be like cool but then they'd go into the T-Mobile store and like take the phone and like get in the car and drive away. And we're like, no, 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 we're filming a show. It's not a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> and they would like throw parties at their like set house. It was a it was a crazy nightmare. Like they then they refused to do stuff, but ultimately the show was canceled because they were doing heroin in the house. Um, yeah, that's a that's a that's if it's a red flag. Yeah, but it's that's like a, a... That, that's a burning red flag. <laughs> and uh, and then then the movie got made about them uh, by Sofia Coppola what yeah yeah. there's a whole movie I, i'm actually in the like in the extras somebody does I'm, somebody play you no i'm in me they interview oh. me <laughs> oh my god it's crazy but now alexis who is the main burglar she's sober and healthy and has two great kids and oh good she, and she lives and then tess also has a baby and lives away and then the um the youngest daughter i think just got married and the mom is fine they ended up being totally not in show business and totally healthy and uh it was a crazy time
0: uh, does that make you want to get back into reality tv or um
1: no that reality tv was an accident that was like full-on like i had a manager at the time who would be like let's do it and i'd be like all right you know so like that was like this the a weird turn of being like now i guess i'm just producing a reality show Holy shit. but yeah i never would do that again
0: um you uh how was how uh stand up when you did it um pre-kids and post-kids like how how much did you go uh, alright now I get to really like you were mentioning too before when you were doing all the hosting stuff that you were like alright I need to pump the brakes and we were hitting that point of like getting more life experience to have a point of view is that just like I mean like you, you get all the, as soon as you have kids you you like oh cool like now I'm Really getting a stronger sense of who I am. Because yeah, well of this.
1: that's that that was what I felt like when I did my my special last year, Lion. Yes. You know, um now available on Amazon. Yes. It's it's great. <laughs> Thank you. People go watch it. Um but th- I remember like one of like the best, you know the comments I was getting was like, Oh, I, I remember specifically someone being like, It's just you're it's, I just love the point of view, it's so clear, it's so funny. And I was like, Oh, that's what I've been wanting since I'm eighteen. I know. But like I didn't I couldn't you can't like make that happen, you know, so I feel like that is
0: that's the great thing about stand-up it's just time is your best friend like and then reps and then experience yeah it's what you know I remember when I was uh opening for Chris once in Denver and I was trying to get him to go to a zoo Crylia and I was like and he was like nah because he doesn't like to do stuff other mm-hmm. than coffee shops and, and girls and girls and comedy and I was like <laughs> let's go see these animals that you're talking about you know and he was like nah whatever and then and you know he's gotten better I think at like obviously accumulating experiences to um or just or in the few experiences he has pulling a lot out of that you oh, know for sure yeah um but you you know i i uh I'm sure the amount of experiences now with kids, like, are well, just ones you never expected to be a part of.
1: Well, also what's, what's interesting to me and like, you know, I'm also like aware, like, I don't want like my, enti- sometimes I'll be at the improv and I'm just like doing like, I'm like, oh fuck, it's been 12 minutes and I haven't even gotten to any other jokes about like real estate or whatever that I want to talk about. Cause I'm just like telling jokes about my fucking kids. But there is a weird different new connection that I have with audiences that I didn't have when I would just be like, who here smokes weed, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like like all you know all that shit yes. just like a different especially you know in LA like it is funny like sometimes I'll be like any parents here and it's like you know just like uh 80 people from Silver Lake you know who who don't have kids but yeah, then yeah. but any you know if you kind of go outside it's it's a completely different situation which has been which has been cool but it's, it's just like honestly at first I was always sort of hesitant I was like do I want her talking about like you know being a dad and all this shit yeah. and I was like you know even in my special I didn't even get into it for like 30 minutes because I did all this stuff about like personal training and like all this other stuff first and then um but now I feel like as I'm like building new material like it's mostly all about that stuff it's like gonna be about like my kids and also looking back at my 20s as being like such a terrible time yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) um but yeah
0: is um what's the best part about being a dad
1: the best part yeah oh man I mean I guess experiencing things through their eyes for the first time right it makes you really like appreciate life and like because hey, we
0: skip over so much once we're so past much. the age of being able to do it. Like it's I like went you to can't just walk into a, a fucking um, jungle gym place as a grown man, take off your shoes and jump in the ball pit. Yeah, I mean, you got a kid with you.
1: It's the I mean, you experience yeah. it with your nieces yeah. but like when I for example, like a great perk of uh, a Goldbergs is Disneyland because it's on ABC, so it's Disney. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so we went to Disneyland and with both of them and it was like the greatest day ever like they were just like fucking couldn't believe it meeting mickey you know the <laughs> the winnie the pooh like everything their their minds were like blown you know and then last week the goldberg's writer staff went because it was like oh we'll go to disneyland it's fun i remember walking around being like well i'm gonna leave because it just <laughs> it's, it, it's like such a different experience yeah. like You know, like, unless you're on Mushrooms and you're 23, like, Disneyland isn't a place for only adults. No. My opinion. Yeah. so And the right opinion. (laughs) So it was, uh, so that was like a real, like, oh, wow, it's way different now.
0: What did they freak out about at Disneyland? Like, what was the big, because they're what, five and? Five and
1: three. He was able to fight Darth Vader in the, he did the Jedi training school, and that was fucking insane. Holy shit. Yeah. That was some good shit.
0: Oh, yeah. Star Wars is Disney now, huh? Yeah, yeah. Fuck. And the Muppets, they own Everything.
1: Everything. They own this podcast. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, shit. Where's my free tickets? <laughs> you where's my them. Pixar land entry? Um, what? Uh, what? What can? How do you with kids now? Like, how is stand up your break or like? How do you? Do you guys have date nights? Do you try to like? Is it get more controlled as far as like when you can have me time or is your me time when they go to school, when they go to camps or daycare? Yeah, my
1: me time is yeah. It's still like you know like yeah, going out and doing sets or us going out, you know, yeah. but, like, pretty much, like, I'm sl- like, the weekends are just, like, karate, fucking skateboarding, you know, it's, like, we are just busy and moving around and yeah. hanging out, so it's awesome.
0: Uh, do you ever just, like, park it at home and just watch movies all day? No. No.
1: Sometimes, we'll, we'll do, like, it's hot, let's watch a movie, yeah. but, you know, we can't, they don't watch, they won't watch more than They're one. They're active as fuck, right? Yeah, they just want to, like, go, you know, not, not as active as they probably should be, but, um... But but they're pretty active. I mean, skateboarding is pretty cool.
0: Do you skateboard with them?
1: I mean, I took a lesson because oh, I never, I, never, I was a rollerblader, you know? <laughs> no, I don't. You don't know? I was, I was sponsored. What? You don't know I was a sponsored rollerblader? No. Oh, my God. We wasted so much time talking about your face or mine. <laughs> I was a sponsored rollerblader, dude, in, ni- in ni- 97. I thought I was going to go pro. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I. I In
0: 95. My mom bought me a pair of rollerblades for my bar mitzvah because I was begging her for them because I wanted to be a rollerblader. Got on them once, fell over, threw them away.
1: (laughs) Well, Airborne was filmed in Seattle. So how do you not only rollerblade? (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. Rollerblading was like. I just
0: gay men in their 50s (laughs) rollerbladed.
1: (laughs) No. Gay men who are 15 do, too. (laughs) I was so into it. And um, I told my mom, I was like, I'm going to be a professional rollerblader. And she was like, okay. Like I, I went through three phases in high school. I, one time I told my mom I was 100% going to join the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> you still can. I still they're can. getting older, they're going to need replacements. I know, I'm pretty sure he was at Coffee Bean just now. <laughs> yeah. and, then, uh, and then I wanted to be a professional rollerblader. And then, I want, and then eventually I wanted to go back to com- do, do comedy. Oh my God. You know, I, I was like, my big, I went down like 75 stairs backwards. I, I stopped because I went up on a half pipe and my head crashed through the half pipe. I thought I broke my neck. My friends thought I was dead. Everything, and then I came back and I was okay because, you know, when you're 15, you could slam your face against a wooden F- fucking fuck ramp yeah. and be okay. And uh, and now, like my threw my back out this week because I put on a seatbelt. <laughs> but like, b- basically, I quit then. But yeah, I try to go pro, man. Uh, so who I never. Who's sponsoring you? Uh, fat Wheels. I think they went out of business. Like rollerblades, is that like
0: the stepchild of Hot Wheels? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, there were these awesome fat wheels. They were, like, it was sick. I, I wore a no fear shirt. I had no fear. Dope. You know, that was. Yeah. <laughs> I, I knew what was going on.
0: Oh my God! Where are rollerblade parks? As um, you know, are there as many out there as skateboard parks? No, like, Do people get jacked up with like a new rollerblade park's
1: getting built. No, you'd be surprised to know that in Connecticut in the '90s there was no skate parks or n- <laughs> no rollerblading parks. So where would you blade? I would blade um, at Benigan's, bro. Didn't Dane Cook... Didn't he talk about that? Bennigans? He talked was, about Bennigans, yeah. probably. I don't know if he talked about Rollerblade at Bennigans. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or maybe... What is or that? Maybe, maybe Wait, he did.
0: Is that a... So that was your park?
1: That was my park. Wow. I used to Rollerblade on uh, Dane Cook's jokes. So you... <laughs> So can you
0: still do it, or
1: you took I a class to try to? No, well now he's skateboarding, so I took a class from um, his skate guy because he does like this like skate class, and this guy Gio who's like twenty, and I was like I kind of want to learn a little bit about skateboarding, you know, and he's like no problem, man, come meet me, and I, I was he was like what's closer Encino or North Hollywood, and I was like I'll go to North Hollywood, I'm closer, and he's like he's like are you sure, man, and I was like yeah. And then I get there, and we get to the North Hollywood Skate Park, which I don't know if, if anyone listening skates, but don't go to that fucking... It was terrifying. There was, like, seven German shepherds, like, off-leash, like, roaming around, just, like, dudes, like, smoking crack on the top of the ramp. And I was oh, like, yeah. Gio, what's going on? He's like, yeah, man, this place is fucking scary. It's all gangs. I'm like, why'd you tell me to come here? He's like, you said no-ho. And I was like, I don't know anything about skate parks. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then there was this most fucked up part was there was a a, a bench with a candle on it, and I was like, "Why is there a candle?" He's like, "It's for it's for it's for Benji." And I was like, Who, "Who's Benji?" And he's like, "He was ten. He died." I was like, "Jesus!" Skateboarding. He's like, "Heroin." I was like, "Geo, no more. That's it. My son is. He's going to rollerblade, and that's it." Like from it was, the German
0: Shepherds. He bought <laughs> it from them.
1: <laughs> it was insane. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, anyways, that's uh. That's what's happening on weekends.
0: You told me there was a story that you wanted to tell me.
1: Oh, this was what I wanted to talk yeah.
0: about. Yeah. So, is it. so I had this we've like, got about ten minutes left. Maybe this oh, could right. be our. right. It's, it's uh, gonna.
1: It's gonna be too. It's gonna. Uh, we wasted so much time. No, uh, no we didn't. No, no, no we didn't. This Everything's great. been great. Um. So over. <laughs> it's so, it's so it's so it's I'll slowly explain. Yeah, it. take your time. Basically, um, over the hiatus, me and C Basalone, who you know, yeah, hilarious Go guy. Steve. Uh, went to college together, writes in the Goldbergs. Um, he, me and him, got a call from this producer and was like, hey, uh, we're looking to um, make the sequel to Twins, and uh, starring which star Dane DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. One of the greatest comedies ever, of all time. Ever, ever. And they need a sequel, and we're wondering if you guys could pitch on it. And me and Steve were like, all right, and like- How did you get- uh, I worked with this producer on another movie, and I knew her. And she was like, oh, it's- this girl, Ally Bell, she's awesome. She's like, she's, so like, she's like,
0: Dan could fuck with this. Yeah,
1: she's like, this could be great. So she called me and she's like, do you, you know, what do you think? And I'm like, well, me and Steve have an idea about brothers, so maybe we could like figure it out. So Steve and I go to this meeting with her and this other um, producer, and we sort of like start pitching, and it's kind of like, you know, we didn't we didn't prep that much because the movie business, you know, it's terrible, and like you go and you pitch something, and it's like takes forever. So we sort of were like hesitant to like get super detailed with an idea. Yeah, but we had like loose structure. And then she's like, okay, cool. This seems like a good idea. And we're like, okay. She's like, I'll let you know. And then we get a forward email from Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger that, he, that uh, he... I was about to
0: say, what's his email?
1: <laughs> that he wrote with like... He wrote like... He writes like on an iPad, like Snapchat. And all he wrote from the email that Ali forwarded saying, well, I met these writers. They have a good take. He wrote, I would be happy to meet with these writers. You know, that's... that's you my, read it in his voice. You read voice. it in his yeah, voice. You, you can't. Can. I don't even do impressions, but you have to. pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. So then... um. We we and Steve were like oh fuck well we need to think of the idea and we're and she's like well could you meet him on Monday and we're like no we and she was like well he's going to China with Jackie Chan so it has to be Monday and we're Jesus. like that's a, what a
0: Schwarzenegger thing to do <laughs> right so, by the way how do you think that came to be like was it Jackie reaching out. Just being like, hey, okay, yeah, hey I, Arnold! Like again, I don't do impressions either, but you know, hey, Arnold! Like, you want to go to China? And then he, I would like to be in China. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking about going there anyway. Yeah, exactly. We could, <laughs> <laughs> we could take your hot air balloon. <laughs> uh, that's awesome that they're friends. All action stars, I've, I I want to believe. Were I'll they bet.
1: both in the Expendables? What is it? No, Dependables. No. Expendables. Yeah, no. But his best friend is Sylvester Stallone. But anyway, <laughs> is
0: the Dependables a movie?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but it just will
0: Just really, just guys are like, I'll pick up at the airport, and I will. You know that. <laughs> Just a bunch of really just on the nose. Losers. (laughs) This guy's a good friend. Yeah. Wait. Are they really dependables, or are they? Is it like ironic, and they're actually pieces of shit? Like they.
1: Yeah, I think it's like this is my dependable friend, and then he's you know cut to like a guy hungover. Oh, I missed him. Yeah. Fuck.
0: This summer, starring Denzel Washington,
1: Adam Devine.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. he'd crush it. (laughs) Um. All right. So China. So then
1: we. So we get a call that has to be a day. So Steve and I like you know spend all night like writing up this idea of triplets. So the idea of the movie. Um, that we wrote was basically um, they their mother dies, Danny Arnold's mother dies, and they find out that they can't get the money to the will until the third brother signs the will. And they're like, "We have a third brother? Yes, you're not twins, you're triplets." <gasps> that's the idea. It's pretty. Oh, it's a pretty like uh, you know simple basic idea for this yeah, kind of movie. Yeah, yeah. But you know that's it's this big budgeted movie, so they want the triplet to be Eddie Murphy. So we go to Arnold's house. We get there. It's like this crazy mansion in, in this giant, like, gated everywhere, Amer- you know, American flag, California flag. Like, it's everything you think. And uh, we get there, and it looks like a pretty, like, nice, fancy home, except for the fact that there's oil paintings of the Terminator everywhere. Yes. <laughs> and a big wooden head of Ronald Reagan, and just, like, you know, just a kind of crazy place. And we're so nervous. We're, like, kind of sweating. And before we got out, I was like, should I wear a T-shirt? Should I wear a, a hoodie? And then Yeah, this good. is your,
0: I mean... I was like, what am I going to do? At this- his place with him, like, there's everything that you... I don't know. You can't help but like fast forward to be like, if I wear like if I wear the right thing or like a pair of shoes that he digs or yeah. like something to to, to uh, instigate a, a friendship. You yeah, know, like something. that might take it up a notch to where like it's a great talking point or or um. I don't know, you could have worn like a a Terminator shirt or something that yeah, like know. nobody ever would think to do that. <laughs> People want to but they don't, you know. I
1: did it for you yeah. all. <laughs> so so I was so so then I was like fuck it, I'm not gonna wear the hoodie. So then we go and uh we're you know, we 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 get taken to the room. It's Arnold, Ivan Reitman, um three other producers and um, we sit there and it's, you know, people are nervous. Arnold Schwarzenegger is like a force. Also, it's someone, it's a weird celebrity where like you meet him and you're like, oh, you've only been a famous movie star celebrity my entire existence of being on Earth. Yes. He's Arnold Schwarzenegger.
0: Kindergarten cop, like I- And his
1: voice is like, you know, iconic. But, but but in every way, you know, it's like lived through decades. It's yes. been like. But it, what he
0: does is is like. Does he sound? Was it like as much as you? It was, and he's. It doesn't he, like hasn't, hasn't gotten weirder over time. Or, no,
1: and he's like he's short, but he's also big. Still, his English has
0: probably gotten better too, right? Yeah, but Which it's kind still, of sucks because he
1: he's like, I, so I be here. you know, you're like, oh, what? And then everyone's like so nervous. He's this giant like circle table. There's a, there's a private chef making us food. And he's I don't like,
0: want Schwarzenegger to get older because like, I don't want him to be 80 and be like, you know, like I have the old man voice, but still have the Austrian. I know. I know you don't want him to get old.
1: I'll be back. But he is so old, you know. So everyone sort of like, doesn't really know how to sit. Cause normally when you're pitching, you want to sit across from someone, but it's kind of like awkward. And yeah. So I end up sitting like, like right next to and like our legs are our legs yeah. are touching. He's wearing Lululemon shorts, so I feel his leg. And and, and he's and yeah, he's great. Well he's, he's what does his leg feel like strong and thick. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's he's looking at us and he's like, I'll swap you game, and he starts petting this Labrador Retriever. Jesus. And I'm like, okay. And then I look up and I'm not, I swear it on my life. I look up and there's an oil painting of him petting the same Labrador retriever and I was like what is this life
0: what the fuck and then Ivan Reitman and then there's a painting of you (laughs) looking at him petting a retriever right next to that painting and then it's Steve just sweating
1: (laughs) so we get them being told the whole time that like it's gonna be a super loose casual pitch but there's nothing loose and casual about Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know? So then, you know, I remember like, so we have some ideas for you. And he's like, I would like the ideas. And we're like, uh, so we, we you know, we used to get into the whole pitch about we love the movie. Here's our take. In the middle of Steve talking about, like, the emotional core of this movie, Arnold Schwarzenegger's horse named Whiskey gallops into the kitchen. And we are like, what is... Is happening and Arnold jumps up and he goes I am so sorry whiskey what are you doing you cannot be in this meeting and we're like "Ah, what is this life (laughs) so then we try to like play it off we're like haha whiskey and make a few jokes and he's like I you know it's whiskey and we're like and he sits back down and, uh, and he's like what are you saying <laughs> we're like uh, trying to like crack <laughs> our brains we're like a horse just came into this meeting and how uh, big was it ja- yeah it was, it was like a, ho- a ho- horse size ho- horse size horse and he feeds it and it kind of gallops away and he sits back down
0: no trainer, nobody leading it in just a horse walking around as if it was like a buddy on the couch he's yeah. like hey the TV's not working
1: yeah <laughs> And he's just like Back to being normal And he's like Would you i like the salad And we're like Yeah we like the salad But we didn't like the horse Coming <laughs> into the meeting they,
0: Now is this like The same way I've heard Lorne Michaels Does weird puppetry things To, to mess with uh, Potential cast members Like where he'll You know Have a meeting at one time Like you're waiting He'll You know Make you wait longer Than only meet With somebody else And then tell the person That you Like he just You know does weird Was Arnold trying to Throw you off Like to test you A little bit
1: No They might be great riders But how can they deal With a horse Walking into a meeting (laughs) Unexpectedly (laughs) no no he's like all he's all about this movie he's the one guy who's trying to get this movie done so he was like very he was like oh, I'm sorry. but for him like a horse walking to a meeting is a normal situation you know and then uh, and then we are trying to end this pitch and there's like one joke about like there was like a dick joke I you know I try to make and it just like fell flat because I kind of bailed because like he just seems like a con- he seems more conservative you know like when you're sitting next to him because it's the way he is and he's Arnold so like I was getting to the part where like this dick joke and I just kind of bailed and I was like uh, and, and this is dick and I was like who's who, who, who's dick <laughs> the horse's dick yeah. why would you joke about my horse's dick <laughs> so then he looks at me and he looks at me dead serious like fucking Terminator eyes and he goes I do not understand the joke <laughs> And everyone starts fucking laughing, and I was like, "Oh, really? Yeah, yeah." It was a great moment. And then he's like, "Well, I think you so much. I'm very into meeting, and I hear so much good about you. So this is good." And then the best part of the meeting is he grabs my arm because I'm wearing this short sleeve shirt, and he grabs my my bicep, and he goes, "I'm proud of you." And I was like, "Yes!" <laughs> and Steve is wearing a long sleeve shirt, and he's so mad. He's still mad. Wait, what is he proud of you for? Fucking being ripped and working out. Oh my god!
0: Yeah. Oh my god! Wait, what, uh, did he ask for clarification on the dick joke? Like, did he?
1: <laughs> no, we just completely nailed just on it. over it. We just jushed over but it. But
0: he's he's got a good sense of humor.
1: He got a great sense of humor. And then uh, how quick, how soon into sitting across
0: from him did you ease up? It's almost like a, a new comedy club venue where you're like, all right, like as soon as I or, or you're nervous for a gig and you get one laugh and you just kind of settle in. Yeah,
1: that, we kind of settled in and then we saw him again because then we we, we had a pitch to Andy DeVito and he was all right. He was paintings of him petting animals. <laughs> no, it was in a hotel. He had a long beard and he's he's one foot tall. But besides that, he was great. <laughs> he was basically, Fuck. you know, he, he was he just said it can't be shticky and we're like, okay, but uh, have you seen twins? <laughs>
0: Hey, man, it's you and Arnold. The size difference is already a little gimmicky. Yeah, that's the People whole. People are watching because they love the contrast. The size contrast. of you guys. Yeah, yeah.
1: So then, but then we had to go pitch the third uh, brother, which was Eddie Murphy, which was like a dream of mine because obviously Eddie Murphy's a hero. Yes. So we went to his house, his house. He lives in a giant castle behind.
0: Wait, wait, wait. How does Eddie Murphy t- t- fit into this again? He's the third brother in the movie. Holy shit. Yeah, so and he was immediately like, fuck yeah, willing to hear oh, yeah, yeah. and he, be a part of this. Yeah, he wants in. Talk he, about a guy who is so selective with what he's doing. I mean. Well,
1: I mean, I don't know if the movie will ever get made, but we had, we had
0: these but meetings. But the fact that he said yes. I mean, maybe maybe he constantly, maybe he has a, a poster of Pluto and Ash above his bed where he's like, all right, I, I shouldn't maybe say no to stuff like that's coming my way that could be better
1: than this. Yeah, I mean he he said that he yeah he he was very cool. Like I was you nervous. just don't see him in anything. So you don't see him in anything. You've heard so crazy stories, but the one thing that I knew that I told Steve and I was like at the end, at the end of the day Eddie Murphy is a comedian and I've heard him on I heard Chris Rock I think this is right on Mark Marin talk about what he always does with Eddie Murphy is Eddie Murphy always wants to talk about comedians from the 80s. You know from like the comic strip days. And, uh, and he loves talking about that. So I was like, if we could just get to comedy, I feel like I could like break through like the crazy, weird movie star wall. And we did. Because Because Ali, Ali Bell, we started talking about um, how he's maybe doing something at Netflix. And then he was like, I might get back in comedy. And his agent was like, let's fucking do it. And then he was like, comedians always do comedy. He's like, no matter what, you can always back doing go back to doing stand-up. Yes. And I was like, exactly. And then the producer, Ali Bell, who I mentioned was like, you know, Dan does does stand-up, and he just had a special, and Eddie's like, oh, really? And then we started talking, and I told him that I was got passed by Lucian at the comic, sto- comic strip when I was, you know, wow. 20, and he was like... He, that matters, dude, right? It matters. Oh, yeah. I mean, Common Lu- bond. Lucian, you know, passed him, and I just knew, you know, I told him, I mentioned, like, D.F. Sweetler, who's this, like, old comic who stole yeah. the comic strip at fucking, yeah. you know, 1 a.m., and it was, like, that bond, and then it was just, like, he was, like, into it, talking about comedy, and...
0: Just so charming, too, right? Yeah. I mean, just the most, you're, like, you're just... it you was the Coolest fucking guy,
1: and then he was being so fun, and then he was being so funny and being like dirty, and we were like he was doing all these. It was it was it was inc- it was incredible. And then were after, you able
0: to separate that this is a meeting versus like you're in your head the whole time? Like I can't believe I'm fucking.
1: You no, know, I was the whole him. time. I was like I can't believe I'm talking. To is this
0: house just? I mean, insane.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's Eddie Murphy. Yeah, his house is.
0: I've heard like from Neil Brennan, like bowling alleys and bowling alleys, and just
1: like just a hundred arcade, ceilings. right? And like it was incredible. And we were in his office, which had all his like you know Mark Twain awards and all his Rolling Stone. How, how was, many
0: workout machines does he have in the living room? Uh, you know, as many as Adam. Similar,
1: he has a similar layout as you. He also has a fake brick wall uh, to make him feel like he's always at a bad comedy club, and uh, pictures keeps of Adam me Divine. Humble. Yeah, yeah. He, he has a lot of framed pictures of Adam. How many
0: Rite Aid candles does he own? Because <laughs> that's my Rite true on. gauge of success. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
1: and we're like and then basically once the kind of the comedy conversation dies out then Arnold walks in he's like sorry I'm late and this was the day that Arnold um, went uh, was hosting The Apprentice and, and Donald Trump attacked him for having low ratings and he went on attack yeah donald trump that was that day holy so shit! so arnold walks in in a cowboy hat sits down next to me and steve and eddie murphy and is like sorry i'm late i've been dealing with you on know, twitter you know can you believe this guy and i'm like yeah man you've really been going after trump it's it's amazing and he's like he's obsessed with me he won't stop tweeting and and then at that moment i'm like you know I'm, I'm. I came from a very normal Connecticut life, yeah. and I had this moment where, like, I am sitting in Eddie Murphy's house, my hero's house. Arnold Schwarzenegger just ran in, just fucking pissed because he's mad at the president, who is Donald Trump. I was like, fuck triplets. This is a goddamn movie. <laughs> And then we wrote the movie, and it's you know Arnold likes it, and now we're just waiting to see if anyone knows. Arnold likes it. And the, yeah, Arnold loves it. But how long you know, did it take you to
0: write the, write the movie?
1: It took us probably nine months. You know, a lot of people involved, a lot of notes. How how long did
0: it take? I'm always curious because I'm writing one right now, and, and I was I'm always curious like what for people that have written a bunch and write all the time, like the process of like. You know, I've I've heard some stories of people that are like, I knocked this out in three weeks or I knocked this out you try to give yourself deadlines, right? But yeah, then like I, I try mean, to step away sometimes for a few days just to like but if you're locked in, you're locked in, right?
1: Yeah, it's it's it, it all depends. Like we wrote a, like a thirty page outline, so we were able to just kinda of crank it out. Wow, okay. But we, we need that, right yeah? Yeah, so so we yeah, we yeah. That's You should
0: great. outline before Yeah you don't have to but you don't have
1: sure. to like Dan Vogelman, like you know that incredible writer who yeah. you know, created this is us and yeah. all those movies he writes those movies you hear stories about him that he writes his movies in like two hours and doesn't even proof them and then they get made oh my so God. it all depends and yeah. he's obviously like a genius but yeah it's like an outline is always good but then we wrote it quickly and then we had we got a million notes and it was like a crazy process but then at the end of as we're leaving Eddie Murphy's house because then Eddie looks at us and he's like I love Arnold um I, I love yeah, have they met have they met before they met, just from being movie stars, but they haven't worked together ever. So he's like, I've always wanted to work with Arnold. I love Danny. You know, if the script's funny, I'll do it. Let's fucking do it. So That's what Eddie says. So Eddie he says, says,
0: if the script's funny, I'll do it. So, oh my God. So, so like, you're on such a high when you leave.
1: So we leave and I'm such on a high and I can't believe it. And it's like, and it's one of those like rain days in LA. And I'm like, I can't believe I fucking you know we're making Eddie Murphy laugh. He's making us laugh. He's being so funny. And then as we're leaving, there's this famous photo of Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor, and Bill Cosby. Um, they, it was a ghost dad. they were like all like, love that movie it, it, yeah they were like it was like some part of like it was some promotional photo um, baseball comedy baseball league or something okay. and they all leaned up against the fence it's like been in a million books and he's like he's like you'll like this and he points to that photo and I look at him and I was like how's Cosby doing <laughs> and then he looks at me and he goes yeah that photo used to be higher up on the shelf <laughs> <laughs> and then that was it they were like nice to meet you nice to meet you goodbye and then that was it oh my god and then i ran into him i saw chris rock um in la yeah uh which was fucking amazing uh because i saw him the night of uh it was the day that the NBC fucking what the what the fuck's his name he's been he's been me too he's gone forever um aziz no 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 no. the um uh the the news anchor matt lauer matt lauer so it was a day matt lauer Got like kicked out, and Chris Rock came on stage and was like, he like touching ditties in the morning. Like yeah. it was, it was like this, this is incredible. It was yeah. sour. Yeah. Anyways, I noticed Chris uh, Eddie Murphy's like a uh, you know a row in front of me. And I'm like watching him watch Chris Rock. Like oh my god! It was this fucking awesome thing. And uh, and he was like loving it. And then as we're leaving, I was like right by Eddie Murphy, and I was like, I was like, I was like, can I say something? Yes, say something. You have to. I have to. We're so at his I, house. So I was like, hey Eddie. And then like uh, like a giant security guard like puts his hand away from away from me, and I was like, uh Eddie. And then his like wife kind of moves forward to me, and I was like, hey Eddie, we just finished triplets because we we literally turned the script in that day. Yeah. And he turned around, and he's like word and i was like yeah and then he's like nice and then he like shook my hand put it you know put his like sunglasses down looked at me like remembered me shook cool. my hand, and walked away and i was like fucking dope
0: so dope dude
1: so dope so i anyways, fucking
0: hope you dude that'd I mean, be huge right it
1: would be great you know i think you know it's very hard to get these things done so people was, don't
0: realize the um yeah how many things have to align right especially oh, yeah. when you're dealing with people of that magnitude yeah it's just like, once you get them all because you know by getting arnold on is great, yeah, because that that you know. But then, like, once it all happens, I mean, sometimes things just scheduling wise don't even happen. Scheduling and also, then if it gets put on the shelf, sometimes it just then people can lose interest, momentum, right? I mean, like,
1: and those guys are three giant stars, so you also need to find a director who could handle them. That's been like conversations too. Is like who could actually direct this movie? Because like, you know, you just just imagine that base camp. <laughs> We're ready. Okay, three more hours for everyone. <laughs> wow <laughs> so I don't know so hopefully it would be incredible I mean it would be so funny.
0: I mean that was the banter between Eddie and Arnold just like I mean did they have Oh yeah. would they riff would Arnold oh, yeah. say something Eddie tag a joke or were they like
1: they were just like I don't honestly I blacked out like I don't remember like all of those <laughs> moments but I remember we were all like this is crazy and you know and then just talking about Trump and shit it was just nuts
0: oh my god did it give did do you ever push Eddie on stand up like being like you gotta like i'm sure everybody does neil brennan's told me that when him and chappelle were there they were both like you know i guess because chappelle hasn't seen eddie do stand-up live or maybe it was neil that was saying that and he was like i you gotta do it so that we can see you but he told neil like imagine looking up at a shelf and seeing 25 years of just like stacks of material and like needing to condense that down to an hour like it's just overwhelming at this point
1: i'm sure but i i mean it would be the best thing ever You know how how yeah fuck and I feel like I've heard so many different rumors of so many different things because then you
0: hear people about hear like stories like this where everyone's like he's still so funny no he is
1: honestly because just being in comedy you hear stories about like oh like he's out of touch or he's not here whatever and then you see him and it's like no this guy's fucking Eddie Murphy he's like and Ivan Reitman actually said something where after the meeting he was like it's amazing to actually meet a comedic genius and I was like no you're right he's like it's like very special and I was like oh I did, yeah that's are you talking about me he's like no no Eddie Murphy <laughs> <laughs> but no you can tell I mean he is like fucking you know as soon as we talked about the comic strip and Lucian Hold and stand up it was like boom it was just like okay here I am now talking to the funniest comedian in the world wow that's unreal
0: dude yeah, that's crazy you're um I wonder if like uh, your kids will ever think that story is as cool as it is probably not <laughs> Isn't that crazy to think about? Yeah, like what? Like, will you ever let them watch like your special or or?
1: I let them watch like uh, some of it. You know, I I let them watch like a, w- w- one of my jokes.
0: Yeah, because you got a lot of clean uh, stuff.
1: Yeah, I do. Jo- I have a joke about him. Uh, how an Abe eats Skittles, it re- he acts like how my friends act when they like do coke in Vegas. So he's like, mm, let's start a business. <laughs> so I've told. He's he's he came with me one time. To the improv and he likes was backstage kind of seeing it a little bit and like he, he thinks that joke. So every time I like go do stand up he's always like, Do the Skittles joke and I'm like, All right <laughs> Are you my manager now? Yeah, I know. What the fuck. Oh my god. He is my agent
0: though. <laughs> is you... he books me. Abe, yeah. yeah it's Abe. a very Jewish agent name.
1: Yeah, it's the only it's the only way only thing he can be is a man has be a manager. Oh my god.
0: Dude, that is um That's arguably one of the best stories I've heard in the last 10 years. (laughs) I'm glad I got to tell you. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, Also, very few people in my life have texted me like, I got to tell you this story. And then to be (laughs) selfless enough to be like, I I should tell it on a podcast so people can enjoy it. Yeah. That's fucking bonkers, dude. Well, hopefully the next time I, uh, not talk to you, but um, you're, uh, um, you know, here is to promote that yeah that I mean you're help. welcome anytime but yeah. that but that's that would be cool having Arnold's blessing I feel like is a big blessing
1: I think so and you know what the most frustrating thing is about like in our contract we're like I know it's stupid But we want to work out With Arnold Schwarzenegger Because like he mentioned You put
0: that in your contract Yeah We,
1: we put well, that We have to then figure out What is gym that- Like
0: two hour fitness Or planet fitness I know this How guy rich hit- is the CrossFit guy Dave CrossFit <laughs> Here's the
1: thing uh, This dude Adam Ray At this news guys, <laughs> He has an amazing gym On Hayworth And you need to go <laughs> also what's good you could also do
0: voiceovers (laughs) dude if arnold that is how is that guy not made some sort of like gym comedy not like not a single camera show which i guess nbc tried to do that but like some funny like a christopher guest mockumentary about like a gym i know know, and him playing like one of the trainers
1: yeah gym comedies are the best i I don't know why i'd love to see him
0: in a mockumentary yeah
1: he would be great fuck Gotta get Arnold going. All right,
0: we'll get him in triplets, get that made, and then the yep. world is your oyster. Thank you. Um
1: And if not, I'll be back here promoting Boise. <laughs> you canceled, I'm in. Is that where you just canceled? Yeah, Utah. Utah.
0: Sorry, Utah. Yeah, how
1: happy are you I'll when you're like, oh look, you really this is the important thing. You really should have canceled this weekend. And you're like, uh, okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, they, luckily he was pretty understanding. But it's like you know, there's just I like, gotta testing for this show. They need me all day, so it's like, and, and if I was gonna miss one show, they they didn't want. Uh, to, they were like, we'll just find a whole new weekend. But yeah. well, do you miss get, the road? Uh,
1: yeah, I miss. I'm. I, I don't miss planes. Yeah. Like I I just but 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 I love I love weekend comedy clubs. Yeah. Like, I, I I really enjoy that.
0: Yeah. You still open for Whitty and stuff, right?
1: Yeah, I I do shows where there's some. I do like I'll go to Irvine with her. Yeah and then I've done a few shows with John you yeah, know, like Vegas like fun shows when when, when, I, when I was prepping for the special I did like the full on tour tour and that was like crazy because my kids were so young but I think the next hiatus I will do like uh, a real thing in yeah you got
0: to you're so funny oh thank you yeah you're truly one of the best
1: oh well thank you
0: and, uh, and when you sell triplets mm-hmm. also put if you can somehow go back to put in the contract work out with Arnold but then also the same way that Undateable did a tour mm-hmm. and A DeVito, Eddie, Arnold, Levy tour.
1: Oh, my God. And Brent Morin, just because. Just because.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just because he's a lot of fun. He's great. And him and Arnold would probably hit it off. They really would. Um, Where are you on social media? At Dan Levy?
1: At Dan Levy Show on Instagram. I got great Instagram stories. You do.
0: Your stories are great. Thank you. Because it's a good balance, again, of like home life, out and about, social commentary, stuff with your kids. Yeah. There's one a recurring one you do with your kids. Where it's like maybe it's like what you put uh, the the text on there. What is it? There's one or
1: uh, oh oh the beats. Yes 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 the zoom. I do I do a lot of that. Yeah 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 that's fun.
0: Do they like to be filmed?
1: Uh, they kind of do.
0: Yeah, I just had my nieces on uh did an episode of the podcast and they were phenomenal. But they were like, well we we realize we have fans like you know because I told them I was like people watch you guys and they were like holy shit and then I was like what do you want to say to all your fans one of them goes I just want to say I love you guys and thanks for supporting us and uh, I want to meet you all so um so I can give you a hug and sign sign anything you want like they were just so like nice about it and I oh, was like my oh god. my
1: god like you're not meeting any of these fucking psycho yeah, yeah, fans yeah, Exactly <laughs> yeah no, <You> ne- <laughs> no Brad fans are meeting my nieces ever I've heard like a few of his stories They do want to meet
0: uh Brad by the way though and they always are like where is he you know and Where is he now Um on the road somewhere he's on the road all the time yeah. You know what's so funny I'm just thankful that they never did what I just saw when Brad and I were in Summer League and, and we walked by and some kid just like pointed and goes,
1: huh? Oh no. Just
0: like, yeah. But he just goes, hey, and waved up. But it's like, the kid was probably two or three, you know? Yeah. But you forget like, if you haven't been exposed to, to dwarves like, and you see it, but that was also like crazy. Like didn't even say like, like, hey, like just, huh? Like a question, just saw him and just was like, what is that? Yeah, you know, but he gets it all the time. But thankfully, my nieces have been groomed to be like, "Hey, this is uh, this is also out there," so that you don't see stopped, one in a grocery store.
1: But it hasn't stopped him because uh, he's fucked so many girls. He now has AIDS for sure, right? You know,
0: that seems like more of a hit him up on Twitter to find out the answer to that. <laughs> he's really good about his STD reveals uh, through
1: social media. That's the game show he's testing for tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> good night, everybody. <laughs>